Hello, Fredcast and Daily Tour fans. This is David Bernstein from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast. Stand by for our Stage 5 episode of this year's Daily Tour from the Amgen Tour of California. However, before we get to that, I just wanted to remind you that we are having yet one more meetup at this year's Amgen Tour of California. It is tonight, Friday, February the 20th, 2009. We're doing this one in Santa Clarita, the site of Saturday's start. We'll be doing this at BJ's Brew Pub at 7 p.m., and that's in the Valencia Town Center on McBean Parkway between Magic Mountain Parkway and Valencia Boulevard. There are full details on the website at www.thefredcast.com. The meetup really is just a chance for you to get together with hopefully your favorite podcaster and a few others. I know that Marcus from Cycle Film is going to be there, Martha Van from Action Wipes. We talked to her on the last show and several others are planning on attending. Hope that you'll be able to come as well. Just remember, if you're interested in buying food or drinks, those are on your own. This is simply a meetup and I just don't have the budget after this week to uh, go buying drinks for all of you, but it would be great to see you. It'd be wonderful if you showed up. It's at BJ's Brew Pub at 7 p.m. Friday, February 20th. That's in Santa Clarita, California. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And now, here comes today's episode of The Daily Tour. Welcome to the Daily Tour podcast for the 2009 Amgen Tour of California. Hey everyone, this is David Bernstein from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast, and I'm your host. The Daily Tour podcast brings you daily coverage of the 2009 Amgen Tour of California as we ride through California from Sacramento to San Diego over the span of nine days. The Daily Tour is brought to you by the Fredcast Cycling Podcast at www.thefredcast.com and powered by the resources of Bicycle.net. For your weekly audio dose of cycling news, culture, interviews, product reviews, and more, listen to the Fredcast. And for more cycling news, product reviews, original bicycling essays, and more, bookmark Bicycle.net or subscribe to the RSS feeds. In addition to our daily tour podcast, we'll also be bringing you several video clips each day, compliments of our friends at CycleFilm.com. You can find those clips on our website at www.thefredcast.com. And now, here's today's episode of The Daily Tour Podcast. Today is Thursday, February the 19th, and it is time for Stage 5 of the 2009 Amgen Tour of California. Today's stage will take the riders from Visalia to Paso Robles. Over a distance of 134.3 miles or 216.1 kilometers, this is the longest stage of this year's Amgen Tour of California. And while there are some rolling hills at the end of the stage, this is primarily a flat stage with just two intermediate sprints and no categorized climbs. Unless a break gets far and away from the peloton today, this will be yet another bunch sprint at the end of the stage. So far, when you think of the sprinters in this year's 2009 Amgen Tour of California, Mark Cavendish got his stage yesterday. Uh, prior to that, it was the God of Thunder, Tor Husov, getting his stage. Tom Bonin is here. you got to wonder whether or not he's going to be going for it today or whether or not we'll be looking for a repeat from Husov or perhaps from Cavendish or perhaps from someone else. We'll find out in a later portion 
of today's episode of the Daily Tour podcast. But first, let's recap where the standings are after the first four stages of the 2009 Amgen Tour of California. If you listened to yesterday's episode of the Daily Tour podcast, well, quite frankly, you can skip ahead a little bit because nothing has changed in the last couple of days in the general classification. Levi Leipheimer is still in first place wearing the yellow jersey. And sitting in second place is Michael Rogers. He's 24 seconds back. In third, Dave Zabriskie. Then Lance Armstrong, Chris Horner, Giannis Brockovich, Thomas Lokvist, Jose Luis Rubiera, and Vincenzo Nibali, followed by Robert Gessink. All of those riders are within 39 seconds of our race leader, Levi Leipheimer from Team Astana. Now, of course, this is the portion of the Daily Tour podcast where we normally bring you interviews. We did get a number of interviews today, but unfortunately, we had a few technical difficulties. Primarily, our recorder decided to add a significant amount of echo and reverb to all of our interviews. Therefore, we're going to be a little bit limited today. But first, I wanted to bring you an interview despite the echo, and as much as I have tried to minimize that echo, you're going to hear some. Despite the echo, we did a great interview today with Jim Burrell. Now, if you're not familiar with who Jim Burrell is, he is from Medalist Sports, and Medalist Sports is the company that puts on the Amgen Tour of California. Jim Burrell has been here for many years. He's the race director and managing partner of Medalist Sports. We had an opportunity to sit down with him today for just a few minutes and get his impressions on the 2009 Amgen Tour of California. Yeah, no, I think uh, this year has just been a phenomenal year, even with the rains. I mean, we've seen uh, record crowds both at the starts and the finish, but also through our pass-through communities. I mean, the climbs uh, on Sunday in the rain outside of uh, Napa were just um, packed with folks, and certainly um, the climb up uh, Tanitish Creek and Bonnie Dune on Monday in the rains were also jam-packed with folks. Yeah, see, I did warn you about the echo. Sorry about that. But it's a good interview, and I wanted to, to make sure that you got to hear it because Jim's got a lot to say. We also wanted to know about yesterday's stage when there was a threat of snow that actually did occur. What sort of plans do they make, contingencies, to get ready for a situation like that? Well, fortunately, the, one, uh, the last climb of the day had uh, snow on it, and we were fully aware of it and had an alternate plan if we had to use it. Um, but, you know, it warmed up and, you know, our hats are off to the folks at Caltrans and, uh, and the County Works folks because they had sanded the roads early that morning and then swept them and provided a safe passage for the, the athletes to make their way into Clovis. Jim mentioned the snow and the sand and we wanted to know how do they let the riders know to be prepared for situations like that on the road? Through radio tour, we certainly uh, forewarn the riders that, you know, of any cautions that are, are known um, on the roadway so that they can prepare themselves for that descent or that caution. You know, privately, some of the riders are saying that this is a very difficult course this year, and we wanted to know from Jim what his thoughts were about those comments. I think it's the level of competition that makes it difficult. I mean, if you look, uh, you know, they're all on an average, except for today, about 160K. And, uh, you know, these are professional athletes. And, you know, we certainly don't design the courses uh, in February to, to break any legs. I mean, we respect where they are in their fitness level. And, um, but it, it's really the competition that's making it hard out there. It's not, I don't believe it's the courses. I mean, if, if, if this race were to run in May, they would complain that it was too easy. But again, it's, I, I feel it's the competition that's amped it up a bit. 
when the tour of California began, I think a lot of folks used it sort of as a preseason training race. Now we've got a lot of racers like Levi Leipheimer are training specifically for this race, whereas others train specifically for the Tour de France. What does he think about that? Yeah, I mean, look at look at the level of competition we have here. I mean, Levi, you know, this is his, I mean, he, he wants a three-peat, and, and, and if he makes the, the objective to be the defending champion and the, and the present champion, then he'll, he'll focus on that goal and he'll, and he'll achieve it. Okay, we were just softening him up with the last question. Then we hit him with the big one. He opened the door about later season races. What about the rumors of moving the tour of California to April or May? No, I think you have to look at all the options. You know, there's, um, you know, there's reasons to look at um, other dates because of weather. Um, you know, you look at the the state and the topography of the state. There's places that we can't get to in February. Um, so, you know, we look at all of our options and we work with, uh, you know, with our federation and the International Federation to see where it, it best fits. Well, this is the fourth year of the Amgen Tour of California, and it may have started as a race, but it really has become more than that. We've got teams like, well, the folks we spent a lot of time with this week, Team Type 1, and then, of course, the Livestrong Association with the Amgen Tour of California. What does Jim think about the fact that it's become so much more than just a bike race? Yeah, well, it has. I mean, in its four-year four history, I mean, it has elevated um, pretty significantly on the international calendar. I mean, it, people are coming uh, from all over to be a part of this race, uh, and the interest level from all the pro riders, I mean, they want to come to California. They hear about the hospitality. They hear about the safe courses. They hear about the level of competition. Uh, and it's a destination for the pro athletes to start their, their season off with. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just happy to see it uh, grow as quickly as it, is, as it is. Today's stage went off pretty much as expected with just a six-man break leaving the rest of the peloton behind around mile six or seven, including in that break were Jeff Lauder from BMC, Curtis Gunn from Fly V Australia, Glenn Chadwick from Rock Racing, Cameron Evans from Ouch, powered by Maxis, Matt Crane from Jelly Belly Pro Cycling Team, and Peter Weening from Team Robobank. This break stayed away for most of the day, and while Louder and Gun ended up being dropped about 20 miles from the finish, the other four did stay away from the rest of the peloton, eventually building up over a seven-minute lead at one point on the day. However, this is a professional bike race and the top teams in the world know how to bring back a break. And so, by the time the peloton had five kilometers to go, the break was safely back within the confines of the rest of the peloton, and then it was up to the teams of the sprinters to try to get their men in position. In the last few kilometers, Tim Johnson did attack the peloton, Jens Voigt eventually bridging and bringing him back, allowing the teams of the sprinters to try to set up their men. Would it be Quickstep? Would it be Columbia High Road? Or would it be Cervelo Test? Well, at the end of the day, once again, while Cervelo Test was on one side of the road and Columbia High Road was on the other, each trying to set up their men, once again, for the second day in a row, it was Mark Cavendish coming across the line, just pipping our 
Tom Bonin, always a bridesmaid in this year's tour of California. So at the end of the day, it was Mark Cavendish from Great Britain and Team Columbia High Road taking first place in the stage in five hours, seven minutes and 28 seconds. Second place going to Tom Bonin from Team Quick Step. In third, Pedro Horio from Spain and Rabobank. In fourth, Francesco Cicci from Italy and Team Likigas. In fifth, the god of thunder himself from Norway and the Cervelo test team, it's Tor Husovd. In sixth, Lucas Sebastian Hayedo from Colavita Sutter Home. Seventh, fast Freddy Rodriguez from Rock Racing. In eighth, Martin Elmiger from AG2R La Mondial. In ninth, Bernard Salzberger from Fly V Australia. And in tenth, Carl Menzies from Ouch, presented by Maxis. Once again, the general classification remains unchanged, with Levi Leipheimer still on top and in the yellow jersey after 23 hours, 41 minutes, and 20 seconds. Your top 10 is exactly as it was at the top of the show. Michael Rogers, Dave Zabriskie, Lance Armstrong, Chris Horner, Giannis Brakovic, Thomas Lokvist, Jose Luis Rubiera, and Vincenzo Nibali. Now, all of those riders within 39 seconds of our race leader, Levi Leipheimer. Everyone up through the top 16 in the general classification with Francisco Mancebo are within 53 seconds of Levi Leipheimer. Then we get to number 17, Jurgen Vandewal from Quickstep. He's two minutes, 12 seconds back of Leipheimer. That means tomorrow's stage six solving individual time trial is going to be critical to helping determine the final winner of the 2009 Amgen Tour of California. Now, don't get me wrong. We've got lots of folks saying that this is the decisive stage. Remember, we still have two difficult stages to go from Santa Clarita to Pasadena up and over the Angeles Crest Highway. And then don't forget Mount Palomar in the final stage on Sunday. So there's a lot of racing to go. The time trial could help shake out the GC, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it is the all-decisive stage of this tour. Nevertheless, remember, Levi Leipheimer has won that stage two years in a row, and being the king of the Amgen Tour of the California so far, we'll see what happens tomorrow in Solvang. Meanwhile, in the sprint classification, there has been a change in the top rider there. Right now, Mark Cavendish owns the sprint classification jersey. Mountains classification, Francisco Mancebo still on top from Rock Racing. Our best young rider still, Robert Gessink. Here's what Mark Cavendish had to say at the end of today's stage about winning today's stage. This was the day that I was planning on on coming and winning this year, and uh, you know it, it was it was a hard day actually, more hard than we expected. It was a it replicated the Tour de France stage actually, the the speed and the the uh, the parkour, you know, the distance and that it was incredibly hard, but. Uh, you know, there was a strong breakaway, and we had to do everything to bring that back. It was touch and go in the last kilometers where that was going to come back. And, uh, yeah, you know, my team worked brilliant, and the other teams worked brilliant, and we finally pulled the break back. And uh, it was a case of, you know, my team doing what they do, do the best in the world now, and that's, that's to lead me out. You know, Big George went in the last K. We had a, a slightly downhill to 500 meters, and then Mark Renshaw went again just before 500 and dropped me off at 200. And... Uh, you know, it was drag strip. There was a load of load of other trains going. There was Cervelo, there was Liquid Gas, and there was a quick step. You know, and it was just a battle of the teams, really. And uh, fortunately, we came out top, and uh, I'm really happy. And for those of you who have ever wondered what the sprinters are looking at, do they get tunnel vision looking just at the finish line, or are they looking for their competitors? 
Here's what Cav had to say about what today's sprint was like and what he was looking at. Yeah, you know, I've done a couple of long sprints. You know, I had to sprint extra hard today. Like, actually, yeah, I was seeing, I could see a shadow to my right. I thought that was Tom coming around, and I was just watching the, the video, <laughs> just in the thing, and I was actually sprinting against my own shadow today, so... <laughs> I actually could have taken it a bit easier in the sprint, I think. So, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, I'm okay. And here's what Quick Step's Tom Bonin had to say about his impressions of the last couple kilometers of today's race. It was pretty fast. Um, it was a little bit chaotic to go into the last kilometer, but once we got through the last corner, it was, uh, it was pretty much okay. Um, I think Colombia did a really good job, so it was, it was a Mark's wheel, and... Um, the guys just kept speeding up and it wasn't possible to pass him, so I think the strongest guy won today. And if you don't mind a little bit of echo, here's our interview with general manager Bob Stapleton from Columbia High Road on his impressions of today's important stage win. Well, you know, for us, uh, it's just nice to have Mark succeed really on the world stage. And the race is being broadcast live in over 90 countries. You know, all, you got all the Lance media and attention here. So for Mark to come out and win one in front of, the, you know, the world audience, it's just a great thing. He's really one of the bright, shining new faces of the sport. He's a, a young champion that I, I hope the public embraces. Uh, you know, Lance is doing great things uh, for the sport right now. But the, what we have to do is, you know, capture the attention of the public and keep it in the sport for the next several years, you know, not just this year. Well, I mean, anybody who doesn't love Mark Cavendish isn't paying attention. Uh, not only is he great on the bike, he's great off the bike. I mean, he's a great spokesperson and representative for our sponsors and for the sport. Uh, and the fact that he's a little unvarnished and he's a little, uh, you know, kind of an authentic personality, it even makes it better. I mean, we're not going to try and change anything about the way he, uh, he works with the public because I think he's great the way he is. I mean, it, that sport needs these personalities. You need people that, uh, you know, are not practiced politicians. You need people that, you know, have a clear head, say what they think, and then, you know, if need be, back that up with action. Well, I don't know about you, but I can't take much more of the echo, although I did appreciate both the Jim Burrell and the Bob Stapleton interviews. Well, tomorrow is Stage 6. It's the Solvang Individual Time Trial for Friday, February the 20th. The total distance on the time trial is 15 miles, just 24 kilometers. It is the exact same course as last year. And as you well know, Levi Leipheimer won that time trial. Lance Armstrong is quoted as saying not only will Levi beat him tomorrow in the time trial, but that he'll beat him by a minute. You never know. Lance has his time trial bike back from the Sacramento PD. We'll see how he does. Once again, we will be back again tomorrow with another episode of the Daily Tour podcast, hopefully this time echo-free. In the meantime, so long from the 2009 Amgen Tour of California. That's it for today's coverage of the 2009 Amgen Tour of California presented by the Fredcast Cycling Podcast and powered by the resources of Bicycle.net. If you'd like to comment on today's show, please send an email to thefredcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our videos brought to you by CycleFilm.com located at www.thefredcast.com. This is your host, David Bernstein, from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast. So long from the 2009 Amgen Tour of California, and thanks for listening. Uh